This podcast is made possible by the generous support of Lilly Oncology. Hello, welcome to the BreastCancer.org podcast. I'm your host, Jamie DiPolo, Senior Editor at BreastCancer.org. We're podcasting live from the European Society for Medical Oncology 2019 Congress in Barcelona, Spain. My guest is Dr. Leisha Emmons, Professor of Medicine in Hematology and Oncology at the University of Pittsburgh Hillman Cancer Center. She is also co-leader of the Hillman Cancer Immunology and Immunotherapy Program and Director of Translational Immunotherapy for the Women's Cancer Research Center. She is internationally recognized for her work in breast cancer immunotherapy. At this conference, she presented overall survival results from Kate 2 which compared using the combination of Tecentric, also called atezolizumab, and Cadsila, also called TDM1, to Cadsila alone to treat HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer that had grown while being treated with Herceptin and chemotherapy. Dr. Emmons, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jamie. Thank you for the invitation to come talk to you today. So to start, in case anybody isn't familiar, could you sort of give us a brief overview of K2 and you know what you were hoping to find? Sure. Um, K2 is a global clinical trial. It was randomized, placebo-controlled, so um, pretty rigorously designed. And its goal was to really determine if there was a signal of clinical benefit from adding immunotherapy to standard treatment for locally advanced or metastatic HER2-positive breast cancer. Uh, The trial was designed um, to enroll HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer patients or locally advanced breast cancer patients. Um, They had to express HER2 according to all the commonly established criteria. They had to have progressed on therapy for metastatic disease or within six months or more uh, of completing adjuvant therapy for early stage disease. And they had to have measurable disease. They were um, randomly assigned. They actually also had to have prior treatment with trastuzumab and taxane, as you had mentioned. They were randomly assigned to receive either TDM1 um, with atezolizumab or TDM1 with placebo. And they were then treated until um, they progressed or lost clinical benefit or developed um, side effects that were too bad to continue. And the primary endpoint of the study was progression-free survival in the patients overall. The study unfortunately did not meet its primary endpoint of improving progression-free survival in the patient group overall. However, last year at San Antonio, we reported that specifically in the PDL1 positive subgroup, there was about a doubling of the progression-free survival. Um, the magnitude of this doubling um, and the significance of it is somewhat similar to what we observed in the Impassion 130 study that resulted in the approval of immunotherapy in combination with chemotherapy for patients with metastatic triple negative breast cancer, so completely different breast cancer subtype. The common thing between these two groups is that expression of pd one in immune cells appears to identify patients who have the potential to benefit from immunotherapy. Um, we also looked at overall survival as a secondary endpoint. There was a numerical increase in overall survival in patients who received immunotherapy with TDM1. Um, if you look specifically at patients who have PDL1 in their immune cells, um, there was an improvement in the one-year overall survival rate from about 88% to almost 95%. Um, so, so although the study did not formally meet its primary endpoint, I think we did learn some things from the study that support further testing in HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer. Um, 
the similarities of the ability of PDM1 immune cell expression to predict patients who have the potential to benefit is quite striking, and I think identifies an immune-activated type of tumor, um, and as patients with those types of tumors who can benefit with this type of immunotherapy that we're currently developing and has been so successful in other, other tumor types. So I guess the good news is that now it's finally arrived in breast cancer. We have an approval for patients with metastatic triple negative disease where we use uh, an antibody test to identify patients who have pdl one expression in their immune cells. And it's looking like that is potentially gonna be applicable to HER2 positive breast cancer patients as well. Okay, and K2 was a phase two study, so smaller. Yes, so K2 was a phase two and it was designed to be signal seeking and set the stage for a more definitive phase three trial that was similar to Impassion 130. So, you know, the results of K2 are not going to change practice in the near-term future um, and our hypothesis generating and really identifying questions that we need to design a more rigorous study that's at the level of a phase three study with many more patients to really formally test the observations that we've managed to um, derive from the phase two study that we reported here at ESMO. Okay, and is that something you plan to work on or are already working on? I think that there is a lot of discussion about the best way to take these findings forward and um, really firmly establish whether immunotherapy can benefit patients with HER2 positive breast cancer. Okay. And can you talk a little bit about the side effects? Did you see anything yeah. unexpected, new, different, more severe at all? So for K2, the side effect profile was really quite similar to what you see for the two drugs individually. Um, there was a higher rate of infusion reaction. So when you have the antibody drugs infused into your vein, you can have flu-like symptoms. Um, and the rate of that was higher. That's not terribly surprising because you're getting two antibodies instead of one. Um, other side effects that are attributable to tedium one basically um, kind of some inflammation in the liver, elevated liver enzymes, and a lowering of the platelets were also observed in this trial at a slightly higher rate in the immunotherapy arm. Um, but overall, uh, we didn't see anything unexpected. With regard to immune-related side effects, the most common one that you could call a serious event was rash, which is fairly easy to treat. Um, the other one uh, was hypothyroidism, um, and that tended to be low-grade and it's pretty simple to treat with a thyroid hormone replacement. And that was actually a very common side effect in the clinical trial for uh, triple negative disease as well. Okay. So I know you said, um, you know, it's not going to be practice changing. If you were talking to a patient who had been diagnosed with metastatic HER2 um, positive disease, what would you tell them about this study? Like, like, what, is there anything for them to take home yet, or are we still not quite there yet? I think we're probably not quite there yet. Um, I think one of the reasons these HER2-directed antibody therapies have been so successful is because they're a form of immunotherapy in and of themselves. Sure. That is partly why it's so attractive to thinking about adding, to think about adding another type of immunotherapy to them. Um, what I would tell a patient is that these results from K2 are highly encouraging and support um, clinical trial participation to really definitively establish that immunotherapy can benefit patients with HER2 positive breast cancer because I think in the end, we're going to find that that's the case. We just have to do the work. We have to get there. Yeah. Okay. And finally, to wrap up, it seems like there have been 
quite a few presentation studies posters on immunotherapy for breast cancer. Um, compared to some of the other cancers, uh, melanoma, non-small cell lung cancer, it seems like breast cancer is lagged behind as far as immunotherapy. Are we overall closer getting there? Um, are you encouraged by all the work that's being done? I mean, I'm actually quite encouraged. I think we have a lot of work left to do, but I think what we've learned from the aggregate of the data for antibody drugs that target the PD-1 pathway or the PDL one pathway, so it's the same pathway, but drugs can target either end of it. Oh, so got you've it. got pembrolizumab okay. that targets PD-1, um, nivolumab targets PD-1, atezolizumab targets PD-L1, the ligand for it. So drugs that target that pathway take the breaks off of T cells within the tumor. Um, and I think what we've learned in, in breast cancer, looking across all of those drugs, which are different, um, and across different subtypes of breast cancer, is that tumors that express pd one are more likely to respond to these types of agents. Um, so I think, you know, looking across tumor types and across the drugs, there's a consistency in the data, even though by and large it's still pretty early days for most patients with breast cancer. Um, I think we've at least learned part of the code for how to select patients who could potentially benefit. Currently, the only immunotherapy that is approved by the FDA based on rigorous clinical evidence um, for treating patients with breast cancer is for triple negative breast cancer that is PD-L1 positive. The other thing I think we've learned is that immunotherapy works better earlier on in the course of advanced disease. So I would encourage um, patients that are interested in immunotherapy out there who don't meet criteria for a current standard of care approach um, to look for a clinical trial. And that will help us develop immunotherapy um, quicker. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you.